Welcome all, and thank you for listening. I don't like to babble, and I like to get straight to the facts, so let's just jump into it. My name is Mary-Kate, and I'm a journalism student. I'm also a former Tinder user, and this is a podcast that will take a deep dive into Tinder using a feminist approach. Please be mindful that this is a small sample size of individuals and experiences, and these are also two cis female perspectives. These issues do not apply to everyone and do not need to reflect your own experiences. Right off the bat, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you didn't know what Tinder was, but a quick summary. Tinder is an app. Notice how I say it's not a dating app but uh, it's an app on your phone that gives you the ability to see hundreds of people and swipe on each other and match if there's mutual interest. Usually when I match with someone, I message right away. But uh, Tinder is the most downloaded dating app with Bumble following close second. There's a direct message function after you match with someone. Y'all can talk for a little bit or meet up right away, etc. If you don't text... Someone for a certain amount of time, they are deleted. Also, you can choose to block someone and hide certain contacts. I've had Tinder almost six months, but it's been sporadic. When I first got Tinder, uh, I was very pessimistic about relationships, and I wanted to do friends with benefits for a while, and I did. And I met some cool people who I still hang out with to this day. Do I have it now? I do not have it now currently. I've been in, like, two or three relationships with people uh, that I've met on dating apps in the last six months. And you may ask, why am I creating this podcast? Like, who gives a fuck? I'll be honest, I'm not super sure. I've just been thinking about it for a while, and I have a lot to say about this. There is certainly a lack of multimedia projects and even research on Tinder and feminism. So hopefully through a series of episodes, we can shed light on real-life thought-provoking questions. Today, we will answer our main question, which is, Does Tinder advocate sexual freedom or does it perpetuate sexual objectification and rape culture? We will be bringing in some individuals or a individual to help shed light on this topic and share their experiences. Uh, Hi, Camille. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Mary-Kate. I met Camille my freshman week of or my first week of uh, college and it was like at a pep rally. We met through a mutual friend And we've been hanging out ever since. But uh, can you just tell listeners about yourself, what brought you to Tinder, and uh, when and if you still have it? Yeah, so like Mary-Kate said, um, my name is Camille. Um, I'm a first-year student. And I I first got into dating apps after my ex broke up with me my senior year of high school. Um, So I got Bumble first. And then... Um, when I moved for college, I got Tinder, and that's when I, like, started using dating apps more, and, um, so I got that in September. It's been about six months, and I still have it and use it. That's interesting that you got Bumble first. I didn't know that. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I had a friend that used Bumble, and she really liked it. Okay. Um, we definitely have different goals with dating apps, though, so Bumble made more sense for her, and I just, yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, could you talk about your preferences on Tinder, like the people you want to see and the age range, et cetera? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm like 
you know, looking for people that are have some similar experiences to me, like some things that we can relate to. Um, I'm also, when I, I mean, one of my big things is that they're like close to me because like ideally I would like these to be people that I can meet in person. Um, I kind of hate texting most of the time. So I'm not like looking for someone that lives across the world to have like an online conversation with. You don't want a boyfriend from my Nigeria? No, I don't. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So I'd rather have someone that I can like I'm, to like be able to meet up in person. Um, honestly, age is a tricky one for me because I have a little bit of a toxic history of going out with people older than me that I probably shouldn't be seeing. Um, me too. Me too. <laughs> that's something we're working through. <laughs> um, and I've also, I tend to like make friends with people that are way older than me. So half of my friends are like 20 something, 30 year olds. So, um, you know, sometimes those are the people I connect with. Um, but we're trying to make sure we're doing that in a healthy way now. <laughs> and do you prefer, um, are you just shown males or male identifying people? Yeah, I am shown anyone that's like male identifying or, um, I can't remember how they do this in the sign up process, but I know I've also like see, um, people that are, um, non-binary as well. Gotcha. So, uh, in terms of gender disparity on Tinder, there is a one to three ratio of men versus women on Tinder, according to an annual review in 2021. 75% of users are male and 24% are female. One analyst from The Atlantic, I think, uh, found that like inequality for men on Tinder is higher than income inequality in the United States. And I think this is hilarious. Uh, it's sort of comparable to a global market model where men who are not attractive have an even worse chance of getting mass matches because they're up against men in so many areas, uh, like uh, location wise. For me out of like, so I'm shown men on Tinder, or I was when I had it. Uh, out of about uh, 50 men, I would usually swipe on about 10 I asked two other Tinder users who are also shown men or uh, male identifying individuals the same question, and each of them said 10, which was funny. Question for you. Out of 50 uh, people, how many would you swipe right on? Um, okay, so when I saw this interview question, I was literally, like, trying to, like, count on Tinder, like, how many people. Thank you. And I think it really – I had a hard time, like, coming up with an average, though, because I think, like – First of all, sometimes you just get, like, a bunch of people that you're not into, like, in a row. But um, I also, I know I go through phases where I'm more or less selective, where there are times where I'm like, fuck it, anyone that's mildly attractive or kind of funny <laughs> or swiping right. And then there are other times where I decide to be very picky. So it's really hard for me to say. I would say it's probably closer to, like, 5 out of 50 Okay. So, that I swipe right on. Okay. Um, yeah, so I I went to Tallahassee for Christmas, and during mm -hmm. this time I did have Tinder. Oh boy, <laughs> Florida men. Yeah, um, that's another thing is when I'm um, here versus when I'm back home, 
Um, I tend to get, like, a lot more rural country boys back home. I also, like, have the awkward time of, like, seeing people I went to school with. Uh-oh. Or I've seen, like, regulars from the restaurant where I work, and I'm like, I <laughs> this is, like, really uncomfortable. <laughs> Will you swipe right on people that you know? Um, I have occasionally, but it's not, like oh, this is, like, someone that I knew well, mainly because, like, I don't also have crushes on, like, any of my close friends. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there have been a few times where I'm, like, or part of me is always, like, I just want to know if they swipe on me. So part oh, of yeah. me wants to swipe right, and then if we match, is like, unmatch immediately because I'm not I mean, they adjusted. saw it, too. Uh-oh. But there is, there is, like, the conceited part of me that wants to know, like, does this person I went to high school with like me? Interesting. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Um, Feeling my own ego. For real. I've I've seen people that I've known from my high school. I went to performing arts high school. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of awkward. We kind of just are like, yo, you on here? And then that's the end of conversation. (laughs) Um, Do you think that men have the same affordances as women when it comes to selectiveness on Tinder? Um, I, so... I think that's interesting because I'm guessing that most, I think most men on Tinder probably don't know that there is a lot more men than women. I know I've heard guys complain about how there's a lot of, they see a lot of fake profiles. And I'm sure if you're a guy that's like, huh, I'm getting like no matches, maybe I have to swipe more on people. But, um... Oh my god, I, it sounds really conceited, but I was just like, it's hard for me to get in the mindset of someone that doesn't get a lot of matches. <laughs> me too, sound, like, dude. I'm really into myself, and I'm not that conceited. I like promise, I'm gonna sound like an egomaniac on here. But um, yeah, I think most people probably aren't thinking about that. Like, honestly, Tinder becomes kind of mindless. So I think you're just like looking at people's faces and swiping left or right. I don't know how much thought other people put into it to be strategical okay I think personally that the numbers in itself reveal that men just can't be as selective as women on tinder because of the first thing you brought up there's like a lot of fake profiles where yeah. it's like promoting their only fans or something but uh they just like maybe they're I don't know but they're probably just not shown as much like as many people mm-hmm Um, I asked a few of my male friends the same question, and a few of them answered uh, the question about out of 50 people, how many would you usually swipe right on? I've got the answers of 15, 20, and 30, which is kind of a lot. Uh, One of them said, and I quote, he doesn't usually read bios until he's matched with someone. Uh, I recently read an article on Vanity Fair by Nancy Jo Sales, published in 2015. In the article, Sales quotes Alex, an investment banker and former Ivy League student who's on Tinder. This is what he said. Quote, guys view everything as a competition. Who's slept with the best, hottest girls? With these dating apps, you're always sort of prowling. You could talk to two or three girls at a bar and pick up the best one, or you can swipe on a couple hundred people a day. The sample size is so much larger. It's setting up two or three Tinder dates a week. Chances are sleeping with all of them, so you could rack up 100 girls you've slept with in a year. So that's the end of the quote. Will, will guys just swipe on any girl who's attractive then? Um, men in general have such a pro- small probability of matching anyway. Is is this considered objectification? Just swiping right on everyone, not reading their bios? 
Um, I have a hard time with that because there have definitely been times where I like just see someone. I'm like, okay, very attractive. I don't even care what you have to say. Like, swipe right. Um, I mean, I think Tinder kind of sets itself up to be. Um, I mean, you're mainly looking at people and their faces or their bodies or whatever they choose to show. And uh, I mean, I think the quote that this man Alex said is um, pretty objectifying um, by like, I don't know, I kind of sometimes have a problem with like trying to like rack up your body count and guys comparing how many bodies they have. Um, But I don't think, I don't necessarily think that um, swiping, even without, I mean, my other thing is, I know for me, I think a lot of times, not only when I'm looking at, like, photos, am I looking at, like, oh, how attractive are you? Am I, do I find myself attracted to you? But I also think, um, there's a lot of, like, personality. So, like, if I see someone that's, like, maybe, like, looks like, they're doing something like a little goofy. I'm like, that's that looks like a cool person that I want to hang out with. Or like a lot of times if I see people that are like out on a hike or camping, those are like things that I also like to do. And like on my profile, there's like at least one photo of me hiking. So like those are, I think that um, there's a difference between like just looking at someone's photos to see how hot they are or like looking for like those like vibes that you get from them. Interesting. That's a good answer. Thank you. Yeah, it just depends on who the person is and who Mm -hmm. you ask, honestly. All right. Uh, Let's be real for a minute. Camille is very attractive. She's got a little little cute nose. She's got some glasses. She has long brown curls. She's a dancer. She's very good at dance. Uh, Camille, how attractive are the men you swipe and match with? Okay, this is another thing I get called out for because I <laughs> get made fun of for people like my ex that I dated that everyone says is very ugly. And if he ever found that, I'm very sorry to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, um, I mean, a good-looking person's a good-looking person. I will say I tend to go out with people that are slightly less attractive than me. And again, this is going to make me sound crazy and like I'm full of myself and egomaniac, but like... There is part of me that likes knowing I'm more attractive than the guy and that, like, they're lucky to have me and they should know it. Uh-huh. Um, that sounds crazy, but um, it's true. I also think a lot of times when I'm looking at a profile and it's just, like, a, an attractive person that's like, yeah, I know I'm attractive, so, like, here's my face, here's my abs – like, I just kind of get a bad vibe from that. Are you referring I, to, like, gym rat guys or frat guys? Yeah. Like, I yeah. just – I could just get, like, a weird vibe. Like, I don't – I don't enjoy that. I know I'm going to get just, like, a hey, what's up message. Like, I tend to like the people that have a little bit of, like, funny personality in their profile. Um, so I think that's also part of the reason why I tend to – swipe on guys that are maybe a little less attractive than I could do. I think that's okay. Do you, do you find some sort of release or empowerment when you're aware that you're more attractive than them? You know, the fact that they'll, they'll like treat you well, respect you. Um, or is I it think, less about that? I think it's maybe a little less about that. I, cause I mean, I've been in situations where I'm like, 
you seriously treated me like shit like fucking good luck finding someone better looking most times it's like something to make me feel better after that math i'm like your bitch ass ghosted me like okay like sorry try and find a hotter girl that's interested in talking to you um so yeah i don't know that in like the situation i'm like you know like sleeping with the person or like going out on a date and like really aware of that okay um we're going to talk about the unrealistic expectations that Tinder imposes. So, Camille, do you like Tinder? Um, how would things be different if our, us as a society and you didn't have Tinder or Bumble or other apps? Um, I do like Tinder. Um, also, I've said this before, my brain really likes... I'm an extremely indecisive person, like debilitatingly so and I feel bad for all my friends because I can't make a choice to save my life so something about the low stake choice of just having to like slept wipe left or right on someone so low stake is really like satisfying to my brain and also like just like going through people and swiping left or right like I don't know like it's comforting to me um it just makes sense to my brain um, so part of me likes Tinder just says like, I used to joke that it's like my favorite game is, I mean, I still joke. Bro, I literally I, said that. I literally said that. I'm like, like, fuck the iPhone apps. Like I, I'll just go on Tinder when I'm fucking bored. I'll be swiping yeah, on people. Exactly. Like that's, it's literally such a, it's like a video game. Exactly. Yeah. I just use it like a video game sometimes. Like I'm not messaging anyone. Just like you're attractive, not attractive. Uh-huh. You seem cool. Absolutely not. It's just. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I've also I've had some good experiences from Tinder. I've had some not so great ones, um, but I think I think it's really hard, like to meet people in person. And also, I think I have noticed that um, it can feel a lot more dangerous, like trying to like meet someone in person, like the whole like going like home with someone that you just met at the bar or a club where is first of all a lot of times you're going to be when you're at a place like that you're probably like inebriated in some capacity so your choice on who you're going home with or your capability of making that choice is a lot of times going to be impaired um and you know there is Sometimes I do think when I, like, meet someone in person, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can actually talk to them and see how they act and stuff. And that gives me a better chance. Other times I do, like, kind of, like, the screening process of being on Tinder where, like, there have definitely been times where I start talking to someone and immediately I'm, like, there. I just, like, feel something is off in the situation and I can't necessarily name it. But I'm, like, yeah, I, like, don't feel safe, like, meeting with this person. So I think um, dating apps give um, women... Uh, especially or people that are more likely to be harmed in um, dating situations like an opportunity to like screen people before they meet them yeah I totally agree with that I didn't really I didn't think about that aspect but couldn't why is uh why would it be less dangerous linking with someone who you just met on tinder 20 minutes ago compared to someone you just met in a bar I mean I don't think I think the reason why it's less dangerous is because you're not necessarily meeting them 20 minutes after you match with them on Tinder. 
Um, oh, and so you have the choice rather than kind Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, yeah, when you meet someone at a bar, most likely, like, if they're trying to, like, get with you that night, their goal is going to be to, like, oh, yeah, let's leave and go over to my place. Whereas um, on Tinder, you have a little bit more time. I tend to, like, wait a few days before I meet someone that I – I'm talking to um, on Tinder. Most times I'll get like their Snapchat or their number or something. Getting someone's Snapchat is also helpful because then like you can see how posed their Tinder photos are. And when they're a little less prepared and posed, you might be like, oh, never mind. No, that is such a good point. Um, Yeah, I wanted to talk about the whole like I've been on Tinder dates where a dude uses like his fucking senior picture. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like. Three fucking, four fucking years ago. Like, wh- why have you been in, have you ever been in a situation like that where they look nothing like, or they're just hella ugly? I've never been in a situation where I've gotten to the point of meeting them in person and they're nothing like it. Okay. And there have definitely been times where I get their Snapchat and we're snapping and I'm like, oh yeah, you really, you chose the best and of the best photos for your Tinder because that's <laughs> not what you normally look like even over the phone, so... If you're comfortable sharing, I know you said you have had a few good and bad experiences. Could you tell me a little bit more about those? Yeah. Um, so, let me think. Um, there was one person that I met up with that we just had, like, a really chill time. I didn't um, end up having sex with them at all. Um, but, like, we went on, like, a walk. We went down by the river. Um they're just like a cool person to talk to that was just like a fun you know date nothing really came of that but that was a just like a good experience from it um I've had like a few people from tinder that have become like friends with benefits type of situations more like like um recurring hookups and friends with benefits but um and those have been you know they serve their purpose they're good okay and then I've yeah I've had some bad ones where I was just like I've had a few where I was like oh I don't want to have sex with this person but like I know it's gonna happen and like I just like needed uh, to find the safest way to like get out of this place so like times um it's really unfortunate being somewhere where um back home I felt like I had a little more control um because I had a car so I could drive myself places and that's normally what I would do um when I met up with people for the first time so I have that way of leaving um I also wouldn't have people come over to my place because I wanted to be able to leave if I needed to um whereas here I am a lot of times like relying on either like public transportation or Uber, or the person to drive me. So I've been in times where I'm like, this guy drove me to his apartment, like, we're gonna have sex, like, I just need to get it over with, and then I can, like, get back, and I'll be fine, and I'll be safe. Um, So yeah, those are some unfortunate situations. Um, There is one guy that Mary-Kate knows about, um, who was kind of a jerk and um yeah so we were you know we hooked up a few times and like the second time we hooked up at my place so the first time I had gone over to his place um 
and like while we were like just chilling on the couch like one of his roommates came home but then they left we were mainly alone and then um the next night when he came over to my place he told me about how his roommate had said um he was um not quite drunk enough to yell at me to leave because the night I went over was a Friday and him and his roommates were participating in what they called Fat Girl Friday. Apparently it's something that the basketball team does um, where they only hook up with fat girls on Fridays and if they don't think they weigh enough, they like make the girls like stand on the scale to make sure they're at least 200 pounds. Um, so after hearing that, I was like, oh, you're not a good person. <laughs> and Absolutely I was, not. That yeah, is so fucked So up. his roommate, like, almost yelled and was like, she doesn't, she's not fat enough to have sex with. So, um, that would have been an awkward situation if his roommate actually said that. But hearing about that afterwards, I was like, very telling of your personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. So that was, yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Okay, you were just telling me how funny it was. I mean, it's, it's like I don't know. It's it's like funny, but it's like also so fucked up. Yeah, I just have to like laugh it off because I'm just like, God, there are people out there that are doing that. Also, thinking about the fact that like it's not just these four guys doing it. Like, apparently, this is a thing. They heard it about it from other people. So I'm like, yeah. Dang, I don't even, yeah, you're just telling me that story again? No, the worst part about it is, like, I'm just, like, imagining, like, being the girl that they're, like, oh, yeah, get on the scale. Like, we have to make sure you're at least 200 pounds. I'm, like, God, I think it would be even worse if I wasn't, like, I, like, I do weigh less than 200 pounds, but, like, being, like, oh, yeah, like, they're only having sex with me because it's Fat Girl Friday, like, I think from that perspective, it's even worse if I was, like, in the other shoes where I'm like, oh, yeah, the, exactly. re- the only reason I'm having sex with him is because it's Friday. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. Dang. So if that is an objectification, and I don't know if I'd classify that as rape culture, but yeah. it definitely helps perpetuate it. Uh, I just think that's really messed up. Uh, you said that kind of you've been in a lot of Tinder date situations where you just, like, want to get it over with, like, get the fuck out, you know, and that's, like, I've honestly been in so many of those situations. Uh, there were only a few times I actually wanted to die the whole time, though. Usually when I would go on Tinder dates, they were just, like, really awkward initially, and I can only recall, like, four or five dudes who I, like, actually vibed with super well. Uh, I don't regret getting Tinder because I've I've really met some cool people and learned about new perspectives and seen different places. But on the other hand, there uh, there's a considerable amount of guys who I've had sex with, though we did not vibe and like I was not attracted to them. Like I can actually recall so many times that I was having sex with someone because I wanted it to be over and like never see them again. Because I feel like I don't know uh, Tinder just like puts on these expectations that like like that you will hook up you know and then like if you if you're like oh oh i gotta go but bye they're like what they're like what the fuck like what i do wrong yeah i agree with that and like part of but that's also like part of the reason why i have tinder is like i'm like part of me is like yeah i'm just like trying to have sex tonight so let's see who we can hook up so i think it goes like both ways of that yeah. yeah like off of that though tinder does create a lot of expectations whether you see them as bad or good i've uh 
I've felt like I've owed people sex before mm-hmm. or I just I just wanted sex, yeah. you know. Um Camille, can you talk about the whole like smoke smoke culture and exchange on Tinder? Yeah, so um definitely uh, when people like advertise in their bios or their photos that they like to participate in smoking a little bit of weed. Um, that tends to be a like pretty standard like like you know question or like something to do is like oh yeah I'll like smoke you up sometime or yeah we should totally smoke sometime yeah and I think um, I've definitely like been in multiple situations where I'm like well this dude did just like give me free weed we just smoked so like I'm kind of like what you do now is you have sex like so that was, like, one of the, like, not great situations I was in where, like, I went over to this dude's place and he was smoking me up. And then I was like, well, I, I mean, he did give me weed. And there's just, like, this idea of, like, like, the give and exchange. But I've also been in situations where someone's just, like, a nice person and just smokes you up because you're chilling. I've been in both situations. Yeah. yeah. I've also had times where this one pissed me off where someone was like, yeah, we should go smoke. And then he, like showed up to my place and he's like oh you got bud and i'm like what the fuck i'm like no 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 i'm not like i'm not saying that like the man has to supply the weed but if you are the one that invited me to smoke like what that one that pissed me off um i was like the audacity this man has but whatever (laughs) and then he yelled at me because i just packed a bowl and I didn't bring my whole grinder with. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You could have brought your own if you wanted. Horrible. You didn't bring your whole grinder with. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah, I actually, I think I got Tinder before you did, but you were just more familiar with the, you were more familiar with it. But yeah, when I, I was like, I asked Camille, this was a few months ago, like, what do, like, trying to smoke and she's like you know that means you want to hook up and I'm like no. yeah she didn't like no and I was like I was like huh I just wanted to smoke I'm like no almost anytime I'm like tinder or not in my experience unless like they're like a chill person you're friends with yeah. like a man that's like yeah we should smoke sometime like he's trying to get it well <laughs> I was glad to know that because I started being able to decipher the messages <laughs> a lot better that I was getting yeah, I've also been in situations where I've gotten free weed or free elk, um, and then there's been a few times where I've been, like, pressured, like, oh, well, I gave you alcohol, or, like, I gave you, dude, this dude, like, he gave me a bunch of bud, and then I ghosted him, and, like, <laughs> I was not attracted to this guy, but That's I, like, funny. I felt like I owed him, like, to see him again just because he gave me like a bunch of I mean of you owe him money no I don't <laughs> he gave it to me for free okay well that's his choice then so I want to go back to Alex the white boy investment banker um he said quote it's setting up two or three tinder dates a week and chances are sleeping with all of them so you could rack up a hundred girls you've slept with in a year Again, for some Tinder users listening, this could just sound normal, but I don't think it should be. I cannot emphasize enough how our society just kind of normalizes sexual behavior, and uh, it should not be acceptable. You shouldn't be expected to have sex with someone because they smoke you up, uh, and you shouldn't be hooking up with someone new when you're zooted anyway. But yeah, this is a problem, in my opinion, and I know that, like, like you said, 
to, people know going in that Tinder's used for hookups. I knew that too. So I knew the risks that were involved, but, um, I don't, I personally don't go into hanging out with someone expecting to hook up. I just try to vibe with cool people. But like, if I'm not vibing, it's so fucking awkward. And guys will ask me like, why are you trying to leave and shit? I don't know. This is just something I naturally agreed with, uh, naturally agreed to when I got Tinder and again, like, there would be risks. I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I do think we come at this from different perspectives just based off of, like, why we use Tinder and the situations we're looking for. Um, so I think – I definitely think the answer isn't demon, um, demonizing hookup culture. I think that, um, like, hookups are not inherently a bad thing. Right. Um, hooking up also doesn't inherently put you in – I mean, I guess I have a hard time saying it doesn't necessarily put you in a more dangerous situation, but, like, rape does exist in relationships, too. Um, like, rape does not only exist during hookups. Um, so I think that, yeah, the answer is definitely not to say, like, you shouldn't be having sex on the first date, point blank. Um, you shouldn't be using Tinder and just a hookup. Um, because like I did download Tinder like literally just because I'm like I'm in a new area so I don't have the normal people that I'd have sex with so like no girl <laughs> gotta gotta find someone new yeah <laughs> so there's like definitely um, I think the answer is that like we have to talk about sex more we have to t- talk about like our expectations um, so like I really do appreciate when guys will like one of the first questions or something in general that Jelly just asked me is like what are you looking for on here and I will be straight up like yeah I'm really just looking for hookups like I joke sometimes I'll tell them like yeah I'm just looking for male validation um, <laughs> which is like pretty accurate um, but we're gonna tell them that it's a joke <laughs> and um, so I think that um yeah, like having using Tinder to hook up is not inherently a bad thing. Um, it's that communication beforehand to make sure you're both on the same page. Um, and like I try and do my part where if like I see that someone like seems like they're looking for a relationship, like they say they're not just looking for hookups, then like I will like, you know, swipe left, be like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not going to try and like lead you on and think that like I'm looking for a relationship because like if I'm you're on Tinder. Not for a relationship and you say that in your bio just get off you're you're a clown stop actual (laughs) clown no but yeah so um i also think though that um another thing that i really want to emphasize is just because both of you said like yes we're both just looking for a hookup like i don't even care if we talk like that's all i'm looking for like you know consent still applies like consent is not a blanket statement if you are in that situation and someone seems uncomfortable and they are not like enthusiastically agreeing to have sex, then that's not acceptable and you end that there. Um, and that's something that I make sure of. Um, I have said before, like, <laughs> like I'll complain to my friends. I was like, yeah, I went on this date and like, I thought we were going to have sex and we didn't. And I'm kind of disappointed, but like, you're not going to force something. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you're I've been make in, them, you're not going to guilt trip them. Exactly. Cause then I've been in situations where like, yeah, I didn't want to have sex with someone, but we had sex. So mm-hmm. like, that's, I mean, more fucked up than me being like, I want to fuck, but it didn't happen. And guess what guys, you don't get laid on your Tinder date, like go home and masturbate, open up the hub. Like 
fucking jerk off. It's like that's you know just don't pressure someone exactly into doing it. so back to our main question does tinder advocate sexual freedom or does it perpetuate sexual objectification and rape culture yeah i definitely i well first of all i really love this question i think it's a really important one and i don't think there is a strict answer i don't think it's black and white i don't think i can say mm-hmm. one or the other mm-hmm. i think for me um tinder has been a really great method of sexual freedom and that is like not something I don't come from a background where it's like yeah my family talks about sex like it's not oh you know yeah I'm like my family's catholic bro like where I'm like was told at 16 that if you have sex before you're married you're a bad person and you're going to hell and you're ugly so like that's my background um not that my parents are lovely people my parents did not tell me that it was just our church leaders um, anyways um so for me tinder has definitely been like a place where like i can like also be more open and i think it's a lot more acceptable um i don't find myself like getting like slut shamed or anything like that that i'm like i'm just looking for hookups like i'm sorry girls also get horny like that's not a male emotion mm-hmm. um i also think it's a really great way for people that um are interested in like non-monogamy or like are polyamorous or are just or aromantic or anything like that where they don't um, like do the traditional methods of dating um, and relationships. I think it's also like a really good place to explore that um, and find people that are also doing that. Um, but I do think that like literally just like the app design of, you know, like looking at someone's face or looking at someone's body and saying like yes or no is like I mean that's like objectification and like you can say that you like do read their bio um you can say that their profiles like show their personality um but I mean to a certain extent like it's literally like how sexually attractive yeah and like if I don't want to have sex it's like how attractive exactly and like not that like I mean even in real life like you normally the person you date you're first gonna start talking to them because you find them attractive or you're first going to approach that situation from a place of um, sexual attraction. But I think Tinder definitely enhances that, definitely magnifies that. Um, And then there's definitely is an element of rape culture to the um, expectation of, you know, we met on Tinder, so we're going to have sex. Like, we have sex on the first date. That's what you do on Tinder. Whereas, like I said before, like, consent still applies in every situation. Like, even if you met on Tinder, even if you talked and you said, yes, we're both looking to have sex, like, consent still applies in that moment. Absolutely. Um, I also, you know this, but I also grew up in a Catholic household. Not to, I guess, maybe not to the same extent, like... But I was, uh, I grew up in a protective household, and honestly, I got, I got Tinder the day I turned 18. It wasn't about the sex, like, it was just about the fact that I got to be openly flirty with people, I got to go on new adventures, um, and it was empowering that I could just pick and choose who I wanted to hang out with, uh, but at the same time, I've, ha- I've also had plenty of bad and uncomfortable Tinder experiences, it's it's just hard again it's hard to meet people these days and so I think that dating apps and hookup online apps are uh, really good for that sort of thing 
again, this is just coming from two cis female perspectives, and it's not the case for everyone. But people, next time you're on Tinder, just consider this. Try not to jump to conclusions. Open communication is really important. Yeah, and just don't don't always be ex- expecting, you know, drop your expectations. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you for listening, everyone. I really appreciate your support. Um, I'll be coming out with another episode soon that highlights different racial perspectives and issues on Tinder. So please make sure to check that out. Thank you again so much, Camille, for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Mary Kate. Yeah, I really appreciate your insight. So everyone, take care and have a great day.